Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Kadena is about to come on and just blow your minds in terms of how you can grow yourself, your company, your business, your enterprise, generate more revenue, and we're going to have a blast. This is a must-listen-to conversation if you're an entrepreneur and you want to grow your organization and your impact and ultimately everything that you desire, like your, your greatest, possible, how, greatest possible self. How do you become that? Stay tuned. You'll find out. In the meantime, let's talk about some announcements. Number one, you are a world changer. Now, I want to support you however I can. If that's coming on the show, the 12-hour marathon, doing an hour-long live video interview, would love to do that with you if you feel you're ready. And even if you don't feel like you're ready, still have a conversation because you never know. You never know. The world needs to hear your message. There's people who are suffering, and I want to support you in getting that message out too. So if the flavor of starting your own podcast, your own platform, your own brand that you really can manage yourself and start building that reputation, building that networking, getting your message out to the world in a bigger way. If that rocks your socks, if that floats your boat, get in contact with me as well. I love helping people launch their podcasts and make a bigger impact in the world with that. And if there's anything else I can do to support you or serve you, please let me know I'm here for you. You can get in contact with me via email, chris at beyourgps.com. That's B-E-Y-O-U-R-G-P-S.com. Chris at beyourgps.com. Facebook.com forward slash TH3 Burns or Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris. Would love to hear from you. Hear your feedback. What are you loving about the show? How can I uh, support you in growing into your GPS? I look forward to growing together a lot even more moving forward. I'm going to share our iTunes review of the week now, and it's by Bulletproof Bowdy. Bulletproof says, Chris is contagious. This host has big energy, and it's inspiring. The way he shows up is impressive, and he has a great array of guests. Thanks so much, Bulletproof Bowdy. I appreciate you. And if you want to give us a review, you can go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search Become Your Greatest Possible Self on the iTunes store and have a shot at getting shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream personal development marathon. And uh, we always love the feedback. We love hearing what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can continue to grow to grow the show for you. So thanks so much in advance for doing that. And thanks for being here on the journey. And make sure you hit subscribe so you can get all the latest updates. We release a new episode just about every day. So keep staying tuned and plugged into your GPS. I'm going to introduce Kadena in just a second here. Before that, Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take some notes because I know there's going to be some gold, there's going to be some tactical actions that you can do to grow your income and your wealth as long as you show up, as long as you stay true all the way through and listen to this entire interview because you never know what one idea can transform the rest of your life. And I know we're going to be sharing a ton of great ones, so stay tuned because Kadena Tate Simon is about to come on and rock your socks. Kadena Tate, aka Miss 50 Shades of Paid, has learned the hard way. You can't start a revolution if no one knows who you are. Whether your goal is to be seen on TV, 
heard on the radio, sell more books, secure more speaking engagements, or host sold-out global events, hallelujah, Kadena will help you to design, reinvent, irrelevant and proven marketing campaigns that foster authority, influence, visibility, and profitability. And we are blessed to have her here with us today. Kadena, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? Because we gotta we gotta fire that is burning and we are gonna we're gonna burn this fire even brighter with you, aren't aren't we? Aren't we? Oh, <laughs> oh Chris, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We're we're gonna have a blast. Thank you for being here. Uh and let's dive right into the theme of today, which is unapologetically authentic. Kadina, what does that mean for you? It means not to apologize for who you are and your own quirkiness. You know, Austin, Texas has this mantra that, you know, we're weird. And for a long time, I feel like, you know, I didn't embrace that. We're all weird in our own way, (laughs) in our own way. So I would say embrace your idiosyncrasies and trust that the thing that you're running from is actually the thing that you should be running to, because that's what's going to propel your business forward. Oh, my gosh. We're already starting off with some gold, some wisdom. This is profound. Really, really accept, embrace, and love the things that you're most afraid of. Confront those things. Uh, you know, welcome them. And and what can you learn from them? How can you grow through those things? Because truly, our our greatest uh, messes are also the ingredients for our message, our greatest message. So, Katina, mm-hmm. this is beautiful. And for people who are just getting connected with you, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do, how you serve your clients, and especially this 50 Shades of Paid. Tell us a little bit more about that, too. So 50 Shades of Paid was born like a long time ago, only it wasn't called that. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, I, I can tell you, I've always been fascinated by how people package their gifts, talents, strengths, abilities, and the lessons that they've learned from their life experiences. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there's a million ways to make a million dollars. So the question is, how do you drill that down into actionable steps? Mm-hmm. And one day I was, you know, sitting on the sofa with a friend. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, all these people out here are focused on 50 Shades of Grey, and they need to get with the Kadena Tate Simon program, 50 Shades of Paid. And I sat straight up and I said, (laughs) oh my gosh, that's it. Because what it's about is when we look at all the different ways you can package your expertise, Mm. it could be publishing, um, speaking, community building, like a continuity type of program, a media-centric program, or a travel type of program. Everything's going to pretty much fall into one of those. Mm -hmm. And so what I did in the very beginning was I helped people to build their business models. Mm -hmm. But what I found was that no matter how much I helped somebody to build the business piece, they were scared to market themselves. Oh, man. And I said, oh, my gosh. So I have to now come down a little bit to creating money. And creating money is step-by-step marketing yourself as you. Because at the end of the day, people are buying the experience of working with you. That's what it drills down to. So that's what I do. I create marketing strategies and I tweak business models so that they're more in alignment with who you are so that you can actually make a profitable and a pleasurable business experience. Mm. Mm. Music to my ears, Kadena. I love it. I love it. Profitable and pleasurable. I think that's what we all want. We all want to have fun making money. We all want to live our purpose. We want to go to work, actually go to play, 
and make money, right? <laughs> and just do, do what we love. And I, I love what you're doing and supporting people, you know, with the marketing strategies to be able to grow themselves, grow their business. It's really cool. And I want to go back in your journey now, Kadina, and talk about how did you get to where we are today? How did you how did you learn? How did you grow? And where did this fascination with business really all begin for you? Oh, oh my gosh. You know what's really interesting is I would say to you that it probably started when I was 12 years old, Mm -hmm. just looking around and looking at, you know, how every person is unique and different and trying to figure out like what we would call as adults, how do you reverse engineer somebody else's success? Yeah. So I spent a lot of time reading books, doing all of this different stuff. Did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, One of the things that I'm sorry, I guess it kicked me off for a second. But anyway, one of the biggest lessons that I learned was that I was complicating things. I was Mm. highly intellectual. I thought everything was about intellectualism. Mm. And it took me a long time to recognize the truth of one of my former mentor statements, which is people will give you their time when you entertain them. But people will give you their money when you give them hope. So I thought that hope meant they want to be educated, right? Because people say, how do I do such and such? So it took me a long time to make money because I was educating people. What I didn't realize is that they had to have a buy-in as to why should I do business with you? And it's not because you know what to do. It's because you understand people in their personalities and you have empathy and compassion because you've been where they are. Yeah. So it wasn't until I started telling my story of my struggles that I actually attracted my ideal clients, which boiled down to just me being me, just mm-hmm. coming to that point where, you know, you're so stressed out where it's like, okay, why is this not coming together? And realizing I'm following all these other people's paths. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I am my own guru. So stop looking outside of myself for affirmation, validation, confirmation of worth. So that's how it all began. So, and also another thing I want to mention, I gave away a lot of my time, my undivided attention and my intellectual property. And I didn't realize that I deserve to be compensated for the value that I was bringing until I had a client who said to me, I just made $200,000 in six months and I feel really guilty because you only charged me $1,400. So I'm going to give you $25,000 as a commission. And that was like a, Ooh, wait a minute. Where's my self-esteem? Where's my sense of self-worth? Where's my belief in myself? And that's when I really recognize that you have to look within and find your own worthiness because it's kind of hard to serve other people if you're coming with the cup that's it's overflowing you you know you're giving 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 yeah. but you don't have a container to receive mm. and so that was a big epiphany wow and I, I love how you say you know like you are giving away yourself at, at such a low value you know just because you probably had a big you you have a big heart right like yeah, you have a big absolutely. heart you've always had a big heart this is who you are at your core mm-hmm. and like you were doing it thinking that you probably need to get somewhere or have some something external, have proof, you know, I'm yes. not quite ready yet. And then yes. you got like the universe said, hey, Kadena, 
You've yeah. got it. You've got it all. You you have everything that you need. Absolutely. It's time to own your worth. It's time to own Absolutely. your value. That's beautiful. Well, you know, the other thing is there's a lot of teachers who were teaching things, you know, back at that time, like you don't have the right to charge people a fee until you've done 500 speeches and all this stuff. And none of that's true. Right? <laughs> none of that's true. So I learned everything that I know through <laughs> actually doing the work. Yeah. So I could tell you, yeah, it's good to read a book a week and all that and know all this different stuff. But at the end of the day, unless you can apply it, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's useless information because mm. you have to apply what you've learned in all of these books and courses. So I, I think at the end of the day, it's really about self-belief. Yeah. Mm, wow. And, and so on your journey, you were, you were helping people. You were fascinated by, by business. You were out trying and attempting these things to learn mm -hmm. it yourself. And you mentioned one of the biggest shifts that happened for you is when you simply started sharing your journey, your story. Um, so tell us about that and how that relates to uh, Fifty Shades of Paid and, and profiting from that. So three things. So I had a corporate speaking engagement and I'm standing in front of this group. It was all men and it was in a corporate setting. And one of I was having this conversation about failure and overcoming life's obstacles. And I just mentioned that I'd gone through bankruptcy and foreclosure. Mm -hmm. And one of the men in the audience said to me, how did that make you feel? That question caught me off guard. <laughs> And I burst into tears and it was just like, oh my gosh. And I kept, the tears would not stop falling. So I kept, you know how you're lifting your head up, trying not to cry, and but they kept falling. And then he said, oh, I'm so sorry. You don't have to answer the question. And I said, no, no, I'll answer the question. Just, I got to catch my breath because mm. no one ever asked me, how did you feel? So when I told them how I felt, the whole room shifted and I felt the energy in the room like move through my body. So that particular company paid me $7,500 for a 90 minute, um, a 90 minute presentation. And the person then said to me, you need to come back here and talk about these things because people are struggling. And this is why office morale is low because they have been having a lot of layoffs. So the first thing was I told a very vulnerable truth. And I told it with emotion, which is not normally how I was showing up in the world. Mm -hmm. I was all about the intellect and being professional and polished, right, which left no room for any type of emotional behavior. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing. The second thing was shortly after that, I met this other gentleman and his name is Jack Zufelt. And he said to me, what's the difference between a speaker who is paid 7,500 and a speaker who's paid 30,000? Mm. And I said, according to who, like the company or the people in the audience? He said, equal speakers. And I said, I guess the person they perceive as a celebrity. And he said, and how does that happen? And that was like a shift for me. And I realized I was hiding. So I thought I was being visible by running around and speaking, but I was hiding 
large parts of my personality in an effort to seem more professional. Okay. So that was the second thing that shifted my money thing. And then the third thing was I read this book by this gentleman, um, Alan Weiss called million dollar consulting. Mm. And then I took one of his classes. And one of the things that I was doing was when I would speak at corporations, I never charged for my PowerPoint and my other materials. So I was stepping over dollars to pick up dimes. I wasn't running a business like a business. So I realized that I had different revenue streams, like like a car has four wheels, right? Four tires. Normally, most of us have one. We have our book or our speech and that's it. We don't think about the speaking. So now I'm a speaker. I'm standing on stage. All these people asking me for advice. Now I'm a coach, mm-hmm. right? People asking me for more speaking engagements. Now I'm a speaker. People saying, can you come in my organization and train these people? Now you're a trainer, right? And then now you start having CEO boot camps. Now you're doing retreats. These are all individual revenue streams. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit down and say, "What's okay, where am I? Where's the gap here in my money? Because I'm over here weeping, thinking I don't have enough money. But I literally, just like they say in the books, I'm standing on acres of diamonds. Mm. The money is all around me, but I can't see it because I wasn't sitting down thinking about the money because I thought that made me materialistic Mm. or greedy, you know, or something like this. I had all that negativity about receiving. Mm. So that was the other block. So I would say to you that as talking to clients, When I say to them, what's the story that you're telling yourself about receiving? Because most people are over giving and grossly under earning. Mm. And they don't sit down and structure things where they're compensated. And I'm not talking about being nitpicky, right? That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am saying is this, like you have coaches, for example, who teach people to do all of these free coaching sessions, you know, like do free coaching sessions to pick up clients. That to me is a complete and total waste of time. Why not just do a webinar and invite everybody to the one webinar? Mm. (laughs) That makes more sense. Everybody gets seven days a week, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. You don't have all that time to be running around giving away a whole bunch of free stuff. Mm. And if you do, you'll find yourself, you know, like I was bankrupt. And it's not a good feeling. I mean, it's just not a good feeling, especially when you're doing everything that you can do to help other people. It's just the feeling. And once resentment builds in, you don't even realize you're blind Mm. to the fact that, oh, this is a business model problem. This is not me. It's Mm. the fact that I'm not running my business like a business. So that's how it all got started. That's so powerful. And, you know, what kept coming up in my head is for someone who's out there who's like getting hit or miss results and they feel Mm -hmm. like there's that gap in their money, like saying, hey, I'm putting all this time and energy into this. Mm -hmm. Like, where are the results? Why is my marketing not working? working? Why is my business model not working? Um, How do you go about like empowering them to sit down and, and create a plan and really um, have something that makes a difference, gets them out of that place of scarcity or survival? Well, the first thing is most people, they already know what to do. They just don't want to do it. Mm. And a lot of the reason that they don't want to do it is because they don't trust themselves or they're not surrounded by people who can support them. Mm. And when I say support, I'm not talking about financial support, nor am I talking about um, a cheerleader committee. Mm. I'm talking about people who believe in the beauty of your dreams, having a core community. And most of the people that I work with, like even myself, I'm actually an introvert, not an extrovert. 
an extrovert. So, you know, I noticed that when you spend huge amounts of time by yourself, you kind of isolate yourself, not intentionally, but you isolate yourself and then you don't have the support that you need to actually grow. So step one is really look at your community. So that's the first step, right? So for example, there's this, um, this um, philosophy called the six degrees of separation. So if you, for example, take the um, plat- take any platform that you're on, anybody that you're trying to reach, you pretty much are six degrees away from that person. So you're going to need certain people to give you referrals or people, right, that you want to ask for support. Say you're doing a, a, a pitch for your business and you're raising money, or you're doing a launch and you want to ask people to support you, or you have partnerships, affiliate partners or joint venture partners that you're looking for. Everything is already in your community. So the first step is write down everybody that you know. That's the first thing, because business is built through relationships. So as an introvert, I value relationships. So when people come at me, the very first thing out the gate with a pitch, I shut them down, right? Because that's complete turnoff. And so I think what has happened to a lot of people is because they're on the internet, they've lost their manners. So step one, right, is really look at who's in my community. Like, who can I refer? Who can I collaborate with? Who can I, you know, support and who can support me? It has to be a mutually beneficial relationship, give and take. That's step one. Step two is when I look at the business and I have to look not at what I'm doing, but what is the transformational benefit of my work? How is the work that I'm putting out into the world impacting people emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually? Because if it does not have an impact in that person's life, then it's of no value. So we do a lot of stuff that we think we should be doing because we want to be helpful, right? But it's not necessarily impactful to the client themselves. That's the stuff. And then the third thing is recognize that consistency is key. You know, I grew up in a military household. And so people don't want to market. They don't want to market because it's, oh, I don't want to market. (laughs) And I'm, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, okay, what is marketing to you? Because for me, what I believe is that if you are not loud and proud about the value that you bring, nobody's going to know you're bringing any value. Amen. Ask me how I know. I wasn't doing that because I had this idea, and I don't know where I got this from, but if I just write out all these fabulous blog posts, I could be a big celebrity. But then nobody tells you about keywords, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right. And no one tells you, you know, about backlinks. There's like all this stuff. We don't tell the truth about. You've got to look at the business structure of what is it that and the other thing is I, you know, like I said, I come from a military background. So I have hardcore, hardcore perfectionists and people pleasing energy that I'm constantly spinning out of because I could pull, you know, it's easy to get sucked into that vortex, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really looking at, am I doing the very best that I can do each and every time Mm -hmm. and being kinder to myself? So for me, when I look at a business model, when I look at a business model, everything is linked to your personality. So take, for example, like, you know, you have a very outgoing personality. So a podcast, a TV show online or offline, that's going to work for your personality. But someone who's a little shyer, what might, you know, work better for that person might be to have small retreats in their living room that are $1,000 or $5,000 per person. You know, each month of three to five people that might work better for them. So it's really looking at 
what is it that you're trying to build? Who are you trying to impact? What is the result of your work? And then also tell the truth about how much it's going to cost you. I'm not talking about just in money, but in time. Do you know how long it takes to create some of these offline courses? You know, people who aren't doing the work, they have no idea the amount of time that it takes to put together a podcast, to find the people for the podcast, right? To line everything up, all the coordination that goes on in the back end. Everything looks easy, but it's not, it's simple, but it's not easy. So getting really clear about doing one thing well Mm. Mm. and then branch out. Yeah, and then branch out. Is there is there a, a point that you recommend people get to before they start branching out? Like, how do you know if you've achieved enough mastery or if you still got to be consistent and not divert your focus or your efforts into other things? I think when you have a team person that can support you, mm-hmm. when you can go on a vacation and come back and your house isn't burning down or has burned down while you were away, right? So to me, until you have, you can pass it off to somebody without freaking out and mm. spinning out of micromanagement, then it's good. But I, I think a lot of people have too many um, baskets open. Yeah. You know, they're like Jill and Jack of all trades and master of none and something is suffering. And, and let me give voice to that right quick. You know, we hear all this stuff about Malcolm Gladwell saying, you know, the 10,000 hours, right? And I, you know, I'm old school, so I'm 54, you know, and I was telling a friend of mine that we have really, I'm talking like really lost our way when it comes to excellence. And I'm not talking about perfectionism now. I'm talking about excellence. And so we have a lot of people who do not want to cultivate mastery. We're still in that microwave generation. And a lot of people don't understand. Like when I just came back from this trip to France, and one of the things that I thought was really um, beautiful was the recognition of buildings that are a thousand years old. Mm. But the question is, do we know how to rebuild that? Do we know how to build something that's going to last a thousand years? Right. I mean, probably not. And have we passed, you know, have we passed this legacy on? Like, what are we passing on to our children about their work ethic? So that's the other thing, too. It's at what point can you pass this on to someone? And when you communicate, hey, I need this done, that it's done with excellence and that work because there's an energy. There is an energy with work that's done with pride Mm. and excellence and work that's just thrown together. Yeah. And I think it's, it's probably starts with a decision to be excellent, to, to do everything. Everything you do is with excellence, right? Like, is it, because I mean, if you, if I think there's a, a phrase, T. Harv, I think T. Harv Ecker may have created it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. How, how you, you do, do anything, anything is how you do, how you do everything. Uh, everything. You know, that's it's it's such a great example of you know even when nobody's looking, especially behind the closed doors. How are you showing up? How are you treating and relating to yourself, your business, your life? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the other thing that I would say as well is when you begin to look at you know. Um, mastery, one of my big faults in my thinking was that I had to master everything. Mm. No, you don't have to master everything. You literally have to look at what's the strongest strength that you had. So remember Mm. when I said earlier, the thing that you're running from is sometimes the thing you should be running towards. Okay. Mm. So for example, 
as I mean, from as far back as I can remember, as far back as I can remember as a child, I was that child that loved quality over quantity. Mm. So I was content with five outfits for the whole school year, right? Whereas my sibling might be content with 30 outfits. I couldn't handle that. I wanted things that were very well made. I've always been like this, but it's something that has been the source of lots of jokes and teasing, right? So I would resist it. Okay. And I'm in Paris and we're standing at the castle of Versailles Mm. and a colleague talks about how pompous the king was. And I just remember smiling, this big inward smile and thinking, oh my goodness, I get it now. When you hide your light under a bushel and you don't let your extravagance just be out there on full display, we would not be standing here enjoying this castle. And that, it just clicked just like that. It was like, Here we are hundreds of years later witnessing the beauty of these different people owning who they were. And I said, oh my gosh, I get it now Mm -hmm. that it's okay to show off because if what a part if your legacy that you're leaving is something well made, well built, right, that empowers and uplifts and educates people, then just be who you are, wherever you are. Wow. And And that that's pure. That's yeah. pure. That's pure yeah. self-expression. Yeah. That's pure authenticity. Yes. And of course, there's going to be people who who judge it, who make it wrong, who all all kinds of stuff. But oh, yes. as long as as long as it feels good to us, as long as it's like this is my self-expression, this is who I am, this is important yes. to me to create these grand structures to be yes. inspired by the magic that this this evokes. You know, the yes. miracle that that Absolutely. is architecture, whatever the someone's yeah. gift is. That's that's so yeah. awesome. I love I. Love love how you are really relating to people who might feel blocked by some of these things like oh I don't want to be too proud I don't want to be too extravagant I don't want to be too luxurious and like you're really sharing these powerful ways to to reprogram to choose something else that is that serves us more that really uh, activates our abundance our prosperity and our ability oh, to serve the world even bigger well you know it's just like take for example for some people who might be like oh She's talking about a big palace, but take something as simple as a song. Mm -hmm. There are songs. You still there, Kadena? Are the people up on whose shoulders we stand. So we have an opportunity to just let our creative be unleashed, but you have to do it in a way that honors you. It's not about proving anything to anybody else. Mm. And that to me is where the money comes in. So it's kind of like, you know, we for a long time have not really allowed the right brain creative people their due, right? People would say, oh, if you write or if you draw or starving artists or something, don't need to pay you. And, you know, and that was always a trigger for me because Mm. I felt like, you know how much time and energy it takes to create something out of thin air, Mm. to bring it from your imagination into full blown, you know, um, 
uh, 3D experience, yeah. it's manifestation. Mm. It's people don't realize it's quite challenging. Yeah. And so with that being said, that's the group of people that I wanted to make sure were compensated mm. because all of this stuff about your intellect, that was, you know, you got to understand people and their personalities and what do they want? Because for a long time, just very quickly, yeah. one of the things that I was doing is I thought my job was to give people what they wanted or what they said they wanted. This is what I thought. And the way that I found out that that's actually not true, because people don't really tell you the truth about what they want. And a lot of people don't know what they want. But what happens is when they have an experience with you, so you think like go underneath that. And for lack of a better illustration, if we use the seven deadly sins, Mm. illustration of something, right? What do people secretly yearn for that they never will confess? One of the things that they yearn for is to be seen and acknowledged and recognized for their contribution. Now, a lot of people like to make it seem like that's a sin because you want fame and all of this. So I never wanted fame and recognition. I was trying to do all these wonderful things under the radar Mm -hmm. so I could be on PBS where it says anonymous donor. (laughs) And then I realized, okay, If you're an anonymous donor, then how do you even have the money? Where does this money come from? That was another driver. So Mm -hmm. where where do the millions of dollars come from to fund the nonprofit stuff if I'm an anonymous donor? Mm -hmm. And so one day I just happened to look at the Forbes, you know, 50 richest people list. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there were many people on that list that I didn't know. But just because I didn't know who they were didn't mean that they were unknown. Okay, because you can't make a certain amount of money and and, and not have impacted people's lives in one way or another. So take, for example, the richest woman in China. She used to make cell phone covers and then she started her own business. So when we when I found out her story, you know, she hated the working conditions of the cell phone manufacturer and she decided to take the idea, strengthen it and basically build her own company. And when I read her story, I was like, oh, wow. So, you know, when you look at how did this person become a billionaire, Mm -hmm. when we know their story and what drives them, Mm -hmm. excellence, quality, legacy, wasn't about fame and recognition, but will you achieve fame and recognition? That's a byproduct of doing a good job. We all know who Warren Buffett is. So whether, so we have to tell the truth about that. Mm -hmm. And so what I realized was, If at a live event, I know this because you're here, if if you're here at the live event, you don't come to something called creating money or 50 shades of hate if you want to be poor, right? Or if you're comfortable with not enough. So what I would do is throw money up in the air, even if it was fake money, and give people these million dollar bills Mm -hmm. and say, okay, how are you going to spend the money? What are you going to do? And then why aren't you doing that right now? So we have to tell the truth about what's really blocking us because it's never about the money ever. It's the stories that we have about the money. Yeah. And I I love, or the stories we have about the work. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. And I think the the most, the best example is when people get the million dollars and they're like, well, I put this percentage, this place, and I put this percentage into that place, investment, you know, donating, you know, I'd I'd, uh, stocks and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, well, how are you budgeting and managing the percentages of your money now? It's like, well, I don't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
it's like so someday it'll all turn around you know and i think that's that's probably um a mindset in business too it's like someday we'll we'll randomly wake up and have a plan or we'll wake up and we'll have everything figured out and you know i think that there's some element of natural evolution like every day we we take another step and we keep going forward mm-hmm. um, i would love to hear your your take on what's the difference between just kind of like wandering through looking for the answers and hoping the the 50 ways of paid uh, 50 shades of paid like shows up for you and actually being intentional about seeking that out and creating that in someone's business it's a mix of both mm. so what i can say is this when you're focused on the money the money is running, hopping, skipping, leaping, and jumping away from you <laughs> when you're focused on contribution, right? Um, but you have an understanding that I need to be compensated. Like In other words, wow. this is the work that I'm putting out in the world. And this is the monetary compensation that I want for that work. And you understand that. And then you shift your focus to 100% being in service. Mm. Everything shifts because what I can say to you is, and when I and I, I want to clean something up right quick, because a lot of people think, oh, I have all these brilliant ideas. It's not about your brilliant ideas; it's about the end user. Mm. Because you can have all these fabulous ideas that nobody's willing to invest. In. <laughs> Ask me how I know I've had those too, right? <laughs> and so you can have all kinds of ideas, but it's not about that. It's really about what is the what does the customer want. And what are they willing to pay for? And how do they want it packaged? And the mistake that I see a lot of people making as it relates to money is they meet people offline at a live event. And then they try to drag that person to something that's online. Mm. However people like to learn, they're showing you through their actions. If they're sitting on webinars, they learn best via webinars. But if they're coming to a live event, they learn best in person at the live event. So we have gotten away from understanding. I I know I keep repeating this. People and their personalities. We really have to, we really, everything is focused on the customer. Mm. Everything. Your entire marketing strategy has to be driven towards the single customer. And once we have an understanding, like take, for example, I'm going to use a a brand that's out there, which I have no affiliation with, but the catalog J. Jill, for example. That particular catalog, so the name of the catalog is called J. Jill. The persona is J. Jill. Even though there's millions of women who are looking at that catalog and purchasing the clothes, you're looking at a persona. And so that's what we have to do. No matter what it is that you're selling, there's a certain type of person who prefers a certain aesthetic, whether it's art, music, literature, retreats, whatever. Everything has to be focused on that person. So you might think like in a practical way of looking around. When you go into Target stores, what's in a Target store, a McDonald's or a Starbucks? Mm. A Starbucks. Starbucks, So what does that tell you? A person who shops at Target is most likely a person who shops at Starbucks. Now, what else is in there? What other brand? Icy. Mm -hmm. And I do mean icy, not Slurpee. Icy. (laughs) So when we start looking very closely at brands that certain stores carry, we can see it's a certain type of customer. We have to do the same thing. We have to drill everything down to the buyer persona. When people say stuff to me like, well, why do I need to know what sport they like? Like, because maybe when it's their wedding anniversary, 
or they had a death in their family, mm-hmm. or they have a birthday or some big, huge celebration in their life, mm-hmm. you might want to give them tickets. And they're like, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've sold houses from buying people Girl Scout cookies, that little understanding people and building relationships and connections with people is what's going to help you grow your business. But I didn't do that. I wasn't buying Girl Scout cookies thinking that was the door. That's what I mean by the serendipity of it. I'm out here building relationships. I asked people about Girl Scout cookies because I was a Girl Scout from what, second grade to 12th grade. So I write it down. I give people a cookie. The person I happen to bring the box of cookies for happened to be a salesperson inside of a model home back when I was selling real estate. And I ended up selling 11 houses at over $300,000 all through referral. That's what I mean by who's in your community. You don't know where the sale is going to come from. So you have to be open to the mystery of it, but you also have to be disciplined by taking your marketing actions focused on the customer. Everything is driven by the customer. This is incredible. This is like so, so valuable. And uh, I, I see that there's a balance between the actual strategy and the plan of the business and executing on that. And then the mindset aspect of like getting out of your own way. Oh, is yeah. there is there one that you love to work with more uh, people, types of challenges or things that you see most common? Just how do you relate to those two aspects? You know, it's a combination of both. One of the things that I have found, and for some people, this might scare them, (laughs) but I actually embrace it because the sooner you embrace it, the easier it will be. Um, Wherever you perceive that you're broken, meaning you're perfectionist, people pleasing, spain in and out approving, you know, all your stuff, nine times out of 10, you're going to attract people who are just like that who need your help. Now, some people that scares the daylight, that really scares them. That doesn't bother me at all because I can say to that person, oh, take my hand. Let me show you a new way. There's a new road here that we can take because I've been there. Right. So I actually like working with people who have like whatever you want to call it, uh, character flaws, you know, mindset flaws, whatever. They're freaked out and scared because at the end of the day, Unless they have a problem, why do they need you? Because why? Let's let's take something at the bottom line here for for most people who might, um, you know, um, overlook this. People are coming to you because they have a challenge, they have a concern, or they're curious about something. It's the only reason they're making an investment in your product, services, or programs. And when I'm talking about investment, not just money, their time, their energy, or whatever, right? So once we understand that, then we recognize that without one of those three things, why are they with us? Mm. Because there's no, why would the energy flow towards you? You know, it's kind of like, I mean, I'm 54 years old. I'm not about to go see, um, what do you call it? Oh my gosh, what is that? The person who delivers babies, because I'm not about to have a baby, right? So (laughs) I have no need, right, for that particular service. There's nothing that person can bring to me obstetrician there's nothing that an obstetrician can bring to me that i'm gonna say yes to Mm -hmm. because that's not for me and so sometimes we just don't we get our feelings you know all hurt and our feelings are you know crushed and all this you don't need the service and so it's not you personally it's just recognizing that you know who needs you and nine times out of ten they better be coming to you like i said Something they're curious about that they're willing to make an investment in, right? Or they have a challenge or a concern and they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
in terms of finding out what people actually want and what they are willing to invest in, what's the best recommendation for that? Do you do market research? Do you uh, tell yes, people both. what you want? Do you sell, sell it first, then build it? What's your, what's your opinion on that? You know, a lot of people talk about um, you sell it first and then you build it. If you have a perfectionist personality, you're never going to do that. <laughs> I'm just, let's just keep it real. You're not going to do it. You're going to build the first module. So you're literally going to be like the way Amazon is with the book. You're going to show people the first chapter just so you can get it out of your own system that I know what I'm doing. So, you know, for people who can sell it and then build it, what I have found in the People who do that, they can't deliver on the promise because they end up mm. over delivering, right? And then they also underperform. So mm. it's a catch-22. What I have found works best is market research. Look at what other people, like who, first of all, authenticity has no competition. It's 8 billion plus people on planet Earth. So who's selling a similar product, service, or program similar to yours? Mm. Look at what are the, you know, do they have a, you know, thousands of people coming to them or a trickle of traffic? Mm. Yeah, sometimes something looks really good. And I'm not talking about this whole looking at people through the lens of celebrity. I'm talking about actually doing the research, you taking a class perhaps with this person to see are all these people in here? Because I've been to people's events, for example, where they have a hundred people in the room and you think they paid and nobody paid but you. Wow. So it's about integrity too, right? Mm -hmm. Doing the research. But more importantly than that, now, um, this is where my age is going to come in. So, you know, I built my business offline and I built my business through relationships. Pick up the phone and ask people, hey, if I were to design this, yeah. would you be interested? Yeah. Would you be willing to pay this amount or do you think that's too much or too little? Yeah. Everything is going to be subjective, but you can survey people and you'll know. But what I will say to you is if you're scared about the price, beta test it because I made that mistake. I ran a year long coaching program one time for $5,000. And I remember I just told you, I know the people are going to come to me with all these problems. And I had these people like literally I was maybe within the first four months, I had delivered over $30,000 worth of stuff. And I was bent out of shape and stressed out and resentful because oh. I did it for a year. What was I thinking? Right. So you know, that was like a big slap down. So beta test stuff and don't beta test things for like a whole year long, mm -hmm. you know, build some Quick. successes, build up your confidence so that you know what's the real deliverable here. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, social media. What what do we need to know about using social media effectively today to, to generate money? What's your opinion? I think that, you know, we're like spread across too many channels. And I feel like one of the things that we've forgotten is that we're digital sharecroppers. You know, there's, you know, myself included, like one day I looked up and I had all this stuff on Facebook and I had this thought, what if they went out of business? I need to get my website together. <laughs> I need to get it together. So we spent a lot of time on all these other platforms. That's just one way of putting ourselves out in the world, you know. Excuse me. Personally, I think the fastest way to grow your business and to make money, you know, is speaking. Yeah. Mm. And when I say speaking, it could be online through a webinar, some type of thing like that, or offline. But for me personally, I think online has its place, but also buyer behavior is different online versus yeah. offline. I would say master a channel. And if I'm looking at channel mastery, I'm looking at where is my ideal customer. Mm. Yeah. 
Where's my ideal customer? And all of the channels work. So they just work differently for different people because each channel, right, has its own um, energy, has its own uh, formatting, has its own guidelines. Like, you know, some people might find a better fit for their work on LinkedIn versus Mm -hmm. Facebook. But you would be shocked, stunned, and amazed because I've had clients who are massage therapists be on LinkedIn and get invited to come into corporations and speak on stress reduction. So it's really, you got to use your creativity and mix it up, but you need a mix of online and offline, the short answer. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And any tips to people who are out to get speaking gigs, since that's something you've been paid very lucratively compared to a lot of people who want to speak more and, and uh, impact a lot of people that way. The first thing that I would recommend is approach a company about doing a free lunch and learn. Mm. So get in there so that you can talk to the people who work there, so that you can find out what's the problem. Because you got to speak corporate language. So here's where, you know, to get in the door, you have to understand that company. So, for example, do they have high, do they have high levels of absenteeism, low office morale? Have they been having a lot of layoffs? You know, like what's going on inside of this building so that you can see where your fit is? How do you how do you niche your conversation? Because you can't stand out from other people if you're saying the same thing as everybody else. You know, you just can't. You have to do your research and you can't throw it together. You literally have to come in the door guns blazing, you know, and give voice directly to the thing. You know, so take, for example, an airline. If you know that a particular airline, because you've been reading all of the business stories, they've been losing people's luggage left and right. Okay, this is what you see. They're not just losing people's luggage. There is a community, a morale problem going on. Right. They might not be paying their people right. They might not be treating their people right. But you better believe it's a productivity issue, but it's also a morale issue. So how are you going to come in there and give voice directly to this and then also give voice to what you've read about the fact that they lost 30,000 bags or they let them sit out on the tarmac and water like in the pouring down rain. So we've got to like read and study industry newspapers so that you can give voice to the exact problem that you're in there to solve. Gold. Kadena, this is so gold. And uh, I want to I want to let people know how they can continue their journey with you, how they can continue expanding into their 50 shades of paid. How can they do that? What do you got for them? I would say go to my website, kadenatate.com. I have a lot of articles on the website that'll really help you to get clear about who your, you know, who, who's your client, who is your client, because you need to know that as a foundation. And then also a lot of articles about different business models. What's a good fit for your personality? Yeah. Then if you see something that's of interest to you, join the Creating Money Mastermind, because that's about creating the strategy every month in and out with consistency and community support. Mm. That's what I would say. And that's more about the mastermind because um, that's something we didn't tap into too much. Uh, why has masterminding been an important part of your journey and delivering more value? Well, the biggest thing is together we're stronger. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, when you're introverted and you're in your house, you can come up with a thousand different reasons why you don't have to create your marketing campaign. <laughs> and so <laughs> you don't have to do the work, yep. you know. And so you just kind of what repeat other people's quotes and other people's mm-hmm. thoughts. 
you're, you're not going to stand out from people who do something similar to you if you're having the same conversation. So it goes back to what is the buyer looking for? You know, you go to a networking meeting and 10 people stand up and say, I'm a coach. Okay, well, why should I hire you? What's the difference between you and this person? So my thing is, let's support one another, creating the campaign, and let's create everything with structure so that you can put your work out in the world in a way that honors you and be compensated for it and be compensated for it. Amen. Amen. I love it. So they can continue their journey by going to www.kadenatate.com, and that's K-A-D-E-N-A-T-A-T-E. Dot com, KadenaTate.com and Facebook.com forward slash KadenaTate. And uh, you have a ton of great stuff for them. And I'm sure we've only scratched the surface of all the different types of ways that they can create more money for themselves, right? There's a million ways to create a million dollars. I love how you said that. And everybody's journey and everybody's path is their own unique path. You know, they have their own unique special sauce. And I think um, everything that we talked about here is great, but the real value I'm sure you deliver, Kadena, is when you have a conversation with someone and you're able to spotlight places where people are losing revenue, they're not, you know, excelling, they're not living excellently, they don't have the processes and systems in place to really maximize that portion of their business and their impact. So um, highly recommend everyone has a conversation with Kadena. You're doing amazing things, Kadena, and I appreciate you being here. And we're going to go into the minute to win it. And so someone out there is listening, uh, they need to hear your message of empowerment, your message of encouragement, um, and to remember who they really are. So Kadena, give it to them. The first thing that I would like you to do is to look within and see your own worthiness. Recognize that you deserve peace of mind. You deserve wealth. You deserve to really live a full life that's filled with pleasure and joy and love and happiness. But you've got to be willing to take it all in. So open your arms wide to receive it. Do your work and then let it come back to you because giving and receiving is a circle. It's a circle. So let it flow. Kadena, I so appreciate you. You're so eloquent. You're, how you say things is is really profound, and it's also simple and straight and to the point and, and powerful. So I really acknowledge you for the work that you've done on yourself, number one, and also uh, the impact that you're able to make because of all that time and energy and effort you've developed into being and becoming your greatest possible self. It's truly inspirational. I appreciate you being here. No, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you soon. Have the best day ever, okay? From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www 
www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. 